0: Welcome to the third episode of the third season of Guys Being Dudes Radio. I'm your host, Tex Mex. On today's podcast, myself and coach talk about rowing, talk about COVID, talk about overtime football rules, and much more, all on this week's episode. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. Um, <laughs> since we're going to get into it, um, which team is it? That team in Pennsylvania? That
1: team in Pennsylvania
0: is buying ten-year-old boats. Don't just boat.
1: fix the ten-year-old boats that you have.
0: I, unless you're a brand new team or rebuilding, there's really no point of buying a boat that old, right? Like I
1: wouldn't personally. They're... Instead of like being really desperate for some random reason, but yeah, like the 2015, whatever, that could still be in phenomenal shape. And I'm sure I know, I know Wesleyan, they're a decent enough team to be honest, they're not that great. And but I mean, I mean they've got a nice boat, nice enough boathouse in Connecticut, like they probably take care of them, so they're probably in decent shape. But I'm still talking about a fucking at this point, it's 12 years old.
0: I did the uh depreciation math on boats once and it's uh, a <laughs> I guarantee they'll overpay for it
1: <laughs> yeah at some point I feel like boats stop depreciating
0: um no I mean I like that I'm, I'm saying you could buy
1: I feel like I could find a 20 year old boat that's the same price as a 10 year old boat
0: yeah that's fair it's a it's a, a what's the opposite of exponent or is a it decreases at an exponential rate. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it has a half-life, right? Um, yeah. It's not. It's not quite like fifty percent in a year or anything like that, but it does like start to level off. I, I backwards figured out like Best Bullies equation not that long ago, and it's not. It, there is a there is a turning point, and then there is a point where votes are just considered not valuable necessarily. Um.
1: Yeah, I feel like about ten years, twelve years is probably around that line.
0: Yep.
1: Five-year-old boat? Go nuts. As long as, you know, as long as it's a team you trust, you you know, it's been cared for. Five years, probably fine. Ten-year, twelve-year boat. I should stop saying ten. It's a twelve-year-old boat.
0: Two-fours. Why? The thing is, I don't think you do... I don't think you do twelve years with a boat... And not have to have any patches or, or work on it. And
1: no, uh, never, I've never heard of a program that's had that happen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know
1: of any program that's had a boat last five years without any patches.
0: Right, right, right. But the, the, the second you you you're doing any kind of patches or work, like e- even if the the hull is still stiff and what have you, the the hydrodynamics of it like are are already negatively affected. Like the second you put a patch on that. Yeah, it's, um, pro- it's
1: minimal it can affect you. it's not going to affect your races but yeah. you start putting patches everywhere on that boat and it starts to look like a quilt a little bit you know like,
0: yeah. <laughs> gotta drain it out cause you know you had a hole behind the bow ball I need to replace one of my bow balls one of my coxswains ripped it off on the dock <laughs> nice
1: it happens so Bob Balboa a four. Yep. Or if you're, uh, if you're what's-her-face's case, you just stick your hand on the dock and crush your hand between the boat and the dock.
0: Mm. The flower girl? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, I feel
1: it. for her and all, and that sucks. That, and she's probably got permanent damage in her hand that she'll never completely get over. But it's like, why was your hand there?
0: Yeah. And a, a friend of ours, former teammate, also a coach, also a teacher, um, <clears throat> uh, was trying to stop a boat from crashing in the dock at like in storm conditions and it just slammed her hand against the dock and then ripped her hand open and i know she su- she showed me pictures and i think she posted pictures when it happened um it uh i'm almost 100 sure it's it did permanent nerve damage and she had yeah. like all kinds of metal in, in her hand for, for months. And I think it gets like, fifth still sometimes, but, uh, I like, it, I, I am all for, you know, doing what you can. I've gotten plenty of like splinters and like slam fingers and stuff, just trying to, to, to stop boats. But like I, storm conditions, I would not, I would not put my hand <laughs>
1: I've, and especially after that, I've never done it again. And I, you know, I've definitely caught a boat with my hands, but I've never put it in front. Mm. Like from what I understand, that's what she did. She just like got it pinned against the dock where it's like, you, need, you either need to grab the top only on the deck or just what I do now because of what she did. It's like, I just, I kick it out with my foot. If yeah, I can't do that, they came in too hot and the boat's going to get broken. Oh, well.
0: Yeah. I'll give it a good kick. I'll check on side. that's not coming toward the dock and I'll give it a kick. <laughs> <laughs> you came in too hot and you roll. That's on you.
1: <laughs> Some ideas for endowment fund name. In- oh my God. These are not great. Penn state university crew endowed fund. Well, I think I assume that's a typo. No, it's not. I would just say Endowment Fund. The Crew Endowment Fund. That's terrible. Friends of Penn State Crew Endowment Fund. Just name it that. Why, or why is this a discussion? Yeah. <clears throat> Power 10 Endowment Fund. What? <coughs> Penn State Rowing Endowment Fund.
0: Uh, it should just be called...
1: That is actually a option I was getting there. Defining the most prominent coaches from Penn State crew, Upson, Biddle, Rossberg, and then hosting a fundraiser for the endowment that includes a vote for the name. The most votes or money raised between the proposed names, who is who gets the crown?
0: <laughs> Damn it! I okay. should go to
1: this meeting just to vote for that option.
0: I they wouldn't go for it. I, I don't think I know.
1: It should it should just be friends of Penn State Crew Endowment hey. Fund. Like, yeah, I, no, I don't no. understand why this is a even a debate. Yeah, and this is why I'm not on this fucking board anymore.
0: Who are they setting it up with?
1: It's just through the, the school, FOPSK. Yeah, it's it's through the school.
0: Okay, because like I, I did, our friend JOB uh, was the one who dug up the the program at the school where the school basically runs it for you.
1: Yeah, that's that's all it is.
0: Yeah, so they're they're not doing any actual lifting, so it really doesn't matter. Um,
1: Social event I forgot. Meeting Points. EG Dadvilles with Jesse Hollowell.
0: <laughs> so um <clears throat> I wanted to talk about this just because it, it was so weird and I don't know what set it off and it's unfortunate uh John has not joined us, uh, J O B has not joined us. Um what the fuck did he just make? <laughs> It was uh it's a it's a hot dog skewered with what, hundreds of little uh, uh, you, spaghetti you, noodles. He crashed
1: the Discord with a link, so I can't look at it again. But I'm pretty sure he just put spaghetti on a hot dog bun.
0: I thought he skewered it like like a fuckload of times. So all the all the the pre unless the pre wasn't him, so it's like a skewered hot.
1: Oh, dog. he put the hot, oh he put the spaghetti through the hot dog.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, looking at
1: the picture now. Oh god, that's like a thing on I've seen on like Instagram and shit, you know, Pinterest. And I've always been like, why would anybody do that?
0: So you're, you're cooking your spaghetti and your hot dog in the same at the water same at the same time, and then who I
1: mean, doesn't like cooking spaghetti and hot dog? <laughs>
0: One now I'm much more secret. curious
1: how this went. I just thought it was spaghetti and a hot dog on a hot dog bun.
0: No, no, no. It's also on garlic bread. And oh, I
1: had... missed the original picture. I was at practice.
0: And it had oh, red that's
1: horrifying.
0: It. Which, it's just like, so you made spaghetti with a, and put a hot dog on it, and you put that on top of garlic bread. So you made spaghetti with garlic bread and, and marinara, but then also you just have a hot dog. Like... <laughs> <laughs>
1: Like you you know, hot dog
0: with no texture because, yeah. like, you boiled it. I'm
1: not. A, I'm not anti-boiled hot dog. I'm. 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 I'm pro-boiled hot dog. Mm. But like, this is a meal where you're probably gonna want a little texture in that skin.
0: Like, <laughs> yeah, but, but you, 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 it's, it's, it's a, it's spaghetti and meatballs, but you take out the meatballs and put a hot dog, and also the long way around, <laughs> or I guess the short way, if you consider that it's just one cook. It's a one pie meal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh,
1: God. That is horrifying. That's so much worse. No. I, I would rather, to... like, I've definitely done hot dogs and pasta before in my life, but I cut the hot dog into little bites. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: And then crisp them up.
0: So, so that's the thing, too, is because he skewered, um, I don't know if the ske- like skewer, like, he skewered, it looks like he skewered each one all the way through. So that means like every bite, you're either eating the pasta and thinning it out around the hot dog until you've got just the hot dog, or you're biting into the hot dog and getting like weirdly like like noodles in in every bite of hot dog. I don't know.
1: You're getting noodles in every bite of hot dog. Is what's happening? Yeah,
0: for sure. Um, speaking of one pot, the Babish one pot uh, recipes are really good. It yeah, is a good. Job. Is. Big fan of the one pot uh, lasagna. Um, made it like two or three times with uh, j Boner. <clears throat> the what pasta? The it's like one pot lasagna. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: I need to switch one thing out. I should probably people.
1: cook more one pot meals. I always make a mess. Like I enjoy, I love cooking. It's a lot of fun. But then afterwards, you're like, Jesus Christ.
0: I uh, yeah, I will say like I, just speaking on lasagna normal lasagna is so much fucking work
1: (laughs) it's not worth it either like
0: it it is only worth it in the sense of like if you're if you're very i i I don't even know like maybe it's you can control you can control certain things more when you do it like that one pot lasagna is obviously not lasagna it's not stacked noodles it's it's all the ingredients in a pot like stirred and cooked together and, and uh away and it, it is it, what it is is what happens to your lasagna after you've taken like two or three chunks off and it just starts to mix in a plate yeah. uh,
1: <laughs> which is why i'm anti lasagna and very pro big ZD.
0: ah i see i see it's A-Zi-
1: basically the same thing yeah. except instead of it being a pasta cake it's just a. Uh, Pasta.
0: Fair enough. I will say, I I have not had a baked ziti. Were you not there at? No, no, no. I was. I was. I have not had a big ziti at a restaurant or like like from a a chef, like a professional chef. um, Yeah. That has impressed me as much as like a lasagna. Like,
1: I've I've just never been impressed with a lasagna in general.
0: You gotta you gotta do Philomena's lasagna.
1: Maybe. Maybe I do. I just like to me it's just an inefficient way to <laughs> eat that conglomerate of food.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough.
1: It's it's essentially pasta and meat sauce. Like, <laughs> yeah. just give me pasta and meat sauce. That's all I want.
0: Yeah. That's let's, let's take the biggest, flattest noodle. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: and not layer it. it
0: yeah, not break it down. Not break it down. And yeah, we're gonna we're gonna stack it. Um no, I. uh uh What did we do? We we tried one of the Babish recipes, and uh I think one of the ones from Chef, and we blew it pretty hard. Um
1: Some of the chef or, chef ones are
0: tougher. I haven't done Saturday. all. It was it was like a, a simple pasta that was just like like garlic and lemon or something and pepper.
1: Um, that could have been pasta. Al Limone. I don't think he sure. did that. I know they did that on Bon Appetit, but are you thinking of the Garlic aglio e olio,
0: maybe. I I those original
1: episodes. That is phenomenal. That's a great one pot dish. That is, that's one of those I make when I don't feel like
0: cooking. That's fair. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I I was uh, post brunch sous chef on that, so I don't. I really don't remember much. I just remember. (laughs) I remember. You know. I remember. I I cut a shit ton of garlic is what I remember. That's that's what I remember doing.
1: Yes, you do have to cut a shit ton of garlic for that one. Um. Did you watch the episode where the, the scene is Scarlett Johansson being fed food?
0: I have seen the scene. We did not watch it that night. Yeah. Well, eat-
1: that, oh, that yeah. that's the dish from that scene. she's yeah, yeah. making her garlic yolio
0: I need to watch the, the, the chef show on Netflix, right?
1: Yes. A lot of fun. Great show to watch. Highly recommend. <clears throat> and they get better through it. Like the If I remember right, like the first season actually has Babish on it. Small time at that point.
0: Yeah, it was a big. So he deal. was
1: actually, he was like a little awkward on it. And if he did that nowadays, he would be so much better than he was on that show.
0: I feel like he's he's got a uh, well, he has definitely become more confident. I always thought he just had like honestly
1: a to almost detriment. I think.
0: Yeah, I could see that. Um, I, I've
1: I've watched him more or less from the beginning.
0: Yeah, like, that- I don't I don't want to say
1: I was there before he was popular because I don't think that's true, but I remember watching like. You know, well, a lot of it was my YouTube algorithm. It was a lot of parks and Rec. and his first episode is the Chris Drager turkey burger. I, so I, like, I remember watching that and be like, Oh, that's interesting. Some burger. What was it? I and then he... Go for it. Yeah, like he he's one of the reasons I got really into cooking. Because it was like super yeah, he just did a really quality job of making videos of making food i
0: i think i mean i want to say it was uh probably me you and uh our favorite tsa agent who were the earliest watchers. yes for sure i think don't know when like the threshold was crossed or whatever probably after the book but um I do remember watching him with his, with the, <laughs> on some of those older episodes where he has the, the fucking Frasier intro song.
1: Yep. Um, Did you hear the calling? Yeah, yeah.
0: Salad and scrambled <laughs> eggs. I uh, forgot about that. Yeah. Cause doesn't he have like a Fraser tattoo? Isn't it like the skyline or whatever? From yeah.
1: Like- he is the Seattle skyline from Fraser.
0: Yeah. It's, it's his favorite show.
1: And if Wild. I remember right, he's
0: actually never done anything from
1: Cheers. <laughs> Are, Are she- there that many? What?
0: I don't remember them really maybe talking about food, uh, at least where I am in Cheers. I don't remember any food like getting more attention. A- anything getting more attention food-wise other than like beer.
1: Oh, he did do... Hold on. Was this him? This doesn't even look. No, this isn't him. Fuck you. <laughs> Benjamin um, No, I'm not seeing anything. There's a mixing with Babish, but. No, the, I guess they've um, never actually done anything.
0: <laughs> I don't think there's only like, much There's do. not a
1: ton, other than they've got Melville's upstairs and the Hungry yeah. Heifer and the Thanksgiving episode. Which, he's already done a million Thanksgiving episodes, so...
0: Yeah.
1: I don't think you really need to pull from Cheers.
0: I, uh... I... Not surprised we didn't go... (laughs) I... Just the whole thing with the Cheers bar in in Boston.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Like, I was pissed it was crowded. That would have been great.
0: What a, what a mess! I, I recently my snap story actually pulled up a um a memory from when I was in Spain three years ago, and I was wandering the streets. It was like our last day there. not as um, I was looking for like a hole in the wall empanada shop, um, and in one of the alleys there was a. It was just straight up like, Cheers logo full bar like (laughs) and like the the bar was obviously not like that center island like cheers bar but they had like a wooden facade bar and it was just so out of place for where (laughs) i was in spain and uh, and, like that i my snap story is is just i playing the cheers theme and zooming in and out on this bar in the middle of the day and some spaniards like walking through this like like uh you know uh it's like the it's a it's European alley, but it's got all these like little electronic stores and like tourist hoodie stores. like just like they're selling shit to tourists. Obviously, like that's obviously why it's there. But it's just wild to me that there's a bar like it's the Cheers bar.
1: <laughs> I <laughs> mean, who doesn't go to
0: Spain to go to the Cheers bar? <laughs> Is that in Barcelona? That might have been in Barcelona. <laughs>
1: that's insane.
0: <laughs> mm. It was either in Barcelona or it was my last day in Madrid. And like, I I just could not stop laughing. And I, I nobody else in my group cared. <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, that now telling that story reminds me of I was in Israel, in Jerusalem, they had like a market or whatever. And there was one dude who was just selling Alabama shit in like American, <laughs> shit. like a United States, not like uh, an American yeah, yeah. school. Right, right. So, but like, <laughs> But his his store was in like the Alabama font. And then he just said, yeah, my son went to Alabama in the United States. So now I just sell Alabama and US sports shit. And like in in Jerusalem, like maybe it couldn't have been a 10 minute walk from like the Wailing Wall where this guy's shop was. And like, (laughs) I, it was just nuts. Cause he's like, I think maybe he was he watched like college football, I guess now, but that's all he sold. And like he's like, yeah, but like for years, it's very popular. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) There's like people selling, yeah. There's people selling like crosses and stuff to get blessed and like like you know, uh, like pseudo holy items or holy items to 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 you know go go back with tourist trinkets whatever and he's like alabama uh jerusalem alabama hoodie or like um you know penn state written in hebrew on a like with <laughs> and i like he's definitely he's definitely got to be like skirting the law because he was using like the squirrel head logo and like
1: oh no he 100% breaking cool. law.
0: <laughs> <laughs> only god's law in jerusalem um <laughs> No,
1: I can I, I can see a uh, Penn State sending a cease and desist order to some asshole in Israel.
0: He's a nice guy, <laughs> although he was an Alabama fan, so I don't know. Maybe he wasn't. <laughs>
1: Alabama fans aren't
0: that bad. Yeah, no, not the worst. Um, a-
1: Alabama, Everyone hates Alabama fans because Alabama wins so much, not because Alabama fans are actually that bad.
0: Yeah, I, I'll, I'll concede that. Um, speaking of football. There was an uproar this week about people wanting to change the overtime rules. And as a uh, Washington uh, football team supporter who was not playing at all, I didn't watch any games. So what did I miss?
1: <laughs> so, I mean, it's been a thing in the NFL forever where... Yeah. Overtime sucks. <laughs> overtime kind of sucks, where it's it's almost always decided by the coin flip. Because I saw, I saw if,
0: Saquon Saquon Barkley did tweet. So who wins the coin toss wins the game, <laughs> <laughs> and like,
1: so so it's essentially sudden death. It used to be worse than it is now. Back in I can't remember when they changed the rule, but it, it is. It used to bad. be you scored points, you won. So all you had to do was get into field goal range. Okay. It is now. You have to score a touchdown and you win. Okay. But if you score a field goal, the ball does go back to the other team.
0: And they have to score a field goal or a touchdown to win. E- e- so touchdown field wins, goal field goal. Yeah. yeah.
1: Field goal ties it and you just, you give the ball back and you know, then it's next score wins.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but if you score a touchdown, like happened with the chiefs bills game where crazy game, literally three lead switches in the last two minutes. <laughs> And then a game-tying field goal with 14 seconds left. Like, they got two plays off, went 70 yards, and got their field goal off in 14 seconds. Absolutely fucking insane game. Fourth quarter team. Nuts. <laughs> like, quite possibly one of the best games of football ever. Like, it was that good. And so then coin flip happens. The Chiefs win. And then they marched on the field and win the game. And after Josh Allen, the bill, Josh Allen just had a, basically a perfect game as a quarterback. He doesn't even get a chance to score in overtime. And a lot of people think that's unfair. And part of me, I, I go back and forth on it a little bit of like, well, you had four quarters to close the game out and you didn't do it. So you can't, you can be that mad about a flip, coin flip. But then also it's like, well they just you just played that whole game you don't even get a chance to rebuttal. Like that's kinda shitty. So I, I get both sides of it. I don't know.
0: I mean, so like soccer or the other football, right? They uh they keep they add time onto the clock a bunch, right? Isn't there a whole thing? I, I don't Yeah, which is I, which I think is asinine to it's like so. like the refs or whoever is, is watching how much But the difference
1: time. is J O B brought that up that's but, not
0: overtime no no, no, no soccer. but then they go into a, then they can a, go into overtime yeah overtime which is a a shootoff right uh,
1: uh I think it depend it depends on your league it depends on the situation but some leagues I think go straight into a shootout I think it also might depend on um and I'm sure one of our listeners will correct me because I don't know soccer but same. um but I think depending on the league, it might be you have an overtime period, then you shoot out. Some leagues maybe if it's postseason, then you play overtime with no shootouts, or some leagues go straight to shootouts in regular season. I I yeah. legitimately don't know. You can't tell. But I,
0: yeah, um, but, but I fucking but it's hate like it is. Kicks. There are even number of attempts, um, and then I think the same is for for hockey. Uh, similar, and then. So, baseball, obviously, you just keep playing more baseball, but there is a home field advantage. But, like, there is, it's not, it's not, it is overtime is just extra innings, which is just more baseball. Yeah. Um,
1: which is how I feel most sports should be.
0: Just, now, I get it,
1: like, some of the reasoning behind the football shit is it's like, oh, player safety. It's like the NFL doesn't actually care that much about player safety. They wouldn't have had a wouldn't have added a 17th game if it was about player safety
0: yeah like also also let him play i i i am not to say that the nfl is not demanding on and i think i've mentioned some of this on the body or or the schedule of, of the individual athletes but like game wise like time played it cannot be more demanding than like hockey and basketball and like
1: no, in terms of physical exhaustion, endurance, sport yeah. level, sport, no, hockey and basketball are by far. I mean, basketball is honestly brutal. People just, really I'm, don't. I'm understand. just
0: like schedule, like how many games are on the schedule, like not even yeah. getting into, uh, like like minutes. I understand that the the contact in those sports is different, maybe a little bit closer in hockey to football, but like.
1: Uh, hockey, you're getting fucked up, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but again, it's not—it's not the same type of fit. It's, it's everyone's not, it's, everyone's moving, yeah. and
0: it, it's not one for one. But like, I'm just saying, like, it. it there are so the minutes of game time played across a regular season, like it cannot be. You know, adding adding. You know, uh, <laughs> extra. You know time played for football is not going to yeah.
1: and for for the amount that it's going to happen to
0: yeah
1: I, you're the, not talking the, like this isn't happening every other game the, or, I, like right it is. does it happens in hockey more often where yeah you know they're
0: low scoring games. games with like you can only ever score one point
1: <laughs> yeah yeah, um, like that's kind of where I'm at with football. It's like, well, if we really care, and we these stupid overtime rules are ridiculous in the regular season, just end more games in a tie, and then in the postseason, make sure that you just you run an extra quarter.
0: Yeah, like, uh, I don't know. Just, it doesn't even have to be like I the just what's like I I I don't understand what the problem is with just having like the opportunity for a rebuttal, like. Like okay, this team goes first. Like the 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 sudden death aspect, I think is what is upsetting people, or or like is upsetting. And I I know like the the Chiefs are the ones who who won the sudden death, right? Um, yeah. But
1: so the funny part is they, they
0: won the Chiefs. Rule, right? Chiefs got
1: Chiefs got fucked by this rule against the Patriots. <laughs> um, what was it? Twenty? I think it was twenty nineteen. I think that was yeah. our last Super Bowl. I think that was that. Um, it was an incredible to- game. We were up by a lot, and the Chiefs actually brought it back. We end up going to overtime, and we win the coin toss, and Patriots win. Yeah. And then the Chiefs, after that season, all the Chiefs fans were like, oh, overtime rules are stupid. Not well, that they- I disagreed, but it's like, well, they're the rules, and sorry, but that's what happened. So, in yeah, they- that offseason, they, they, set, they yep. posted, they went to the league, it was like, can we change these rules? And almost all of the owners said no. Yep. And including the Bills owners who said no, and now they're bitching about the overtime rules. It's like, you can fuck off, man. Yeah.
0: No, no. no. I I just don't understand why it's not like, uh, you know, regular season, whoever wins a coin toss, whatever, you get a drive, and then, you know, your opponent gets a rebuttal drive, right? Like, and if neither of you, whatever, that's the tie. Like, that's, that's, that's regular season, and then postseason – you just do that until it's over. <laughs> like, you can't have a tie.
1: Well, Cuddlebear mentioned, um, like, he was comparing the college, because everyone, a lot of people are yeah. like, well, why doesn't the NFL just do college rules? Where everyone gets a drive. You get the ball in, like, the 35 or 25 or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And it then closer and closer.
1: <laughs> no, it's, uh, well, now it's, you get two drives, and then it's a two-point conversion after that. It's ridiculous. I don't. I don't like that role change in yeah, college football. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't want that in the NFL. But I don't mind. Like, okay, you get a drive. If you if you turn the ball over and then the next team scores, you're fucked. Like, yeah. your defense makes a stop. That's great. Um, like reward that. But everyone should get a chance. And so Cuddles was saying. That's like, oh well college football, it's it's shown that overtime is less fair than the NFL overtime or blah 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 blah. And you know, he's he then sent no empirical evidence as he does. Um
0: I mean like
1: But I, I was just like I don't know how, I don't care I don't necessarily care about the numbers to be honest. It's just like both teams should get the fucking ball.
0: Yeah, like I that's I think that's the thing. I think that's that's the uh like I, I am sure that you could find some like uh some two stats to align to say that like uh college football always goes one way or another. But like just like from a, a a the fairness of sports perspective, it's wild to me that there isn't like a drive and then a rebuttal drive. Like <laughs> um I, you know, whatever. I I, I barely watch NFL. I only really watch uh, Penn State football. I don't care that much. I just know that the entire internet was lit up from the... it's because they
1: just watched that crazy game and they're like, I can't believe Josh Allen didn't get a chance to do it. No,
0: no, no, not just that one. I mean, like, the all the the playoff games. Like, I, it was bleeding into, like, the Lord of the Rings subreddit and, like, like all the memes and shit.
1: Oh, well, the, the games on the whole this weekend yeah. were absolutely... Every game was a walk-off. It was that's, fucking insane.
0: That's the most I've seen football other than the Super Bowl and even more than some Super Bowls permeate just, like, all of the internet space like yeah that was that was oversat like that that was the, i could not ignore football this past weekend
1: <laughs> And it was also so many crazy storylines too because yeah. you got the you got the bills who haven't you know they haven't had even a super bowl appearance since they lost four in a row in the 90s
0: which is hilarious you,
1: hilarious hilarious like I don't even know how you accomplish that. That's just impressive.
0: Um, one of our good friends is a Bills fan. <laughs> who
1: who's a Bills fan? Uh,
0: she's uh one of the she's in the that group of star and Shamrock bartenders. Oh
1: yeah. Okay. Uh, our Lord and Savior's a Bills fan.
0: Oh yeah, I believe it. <laughs> Gotta believe in something.
1: Um.
0: Yeah, Well, well so uh,
1: but so. But say so. Yeah, you got the Bills. Bills versus Chiefs. So you got the Chiefs. You know continuing their what's looking like going to be some some level of a dynasty yeah which pains me to say because i fucking hate the chiefs but they're they're a hell of a football team so i can't ignore it um and then you had the Bengals, which are an up-and-coming team versus the titans who are a pretty good very good football team number one seed and then the other side you had q aaron Rodgers. Versus yeah. um, a 49ers team that no one thinks belongs there. And they, so everyone's rooting against Rodgers because he's a prick. <laughs> <laughs> and then Aaron Rodgers loses a football game to a team that doesn't score an offensive touchdown the entire game.
0: <laughs> and then blames Joe Biden. And then blames Joe Biden. <laughs> so I, I, technically, it's not a political podcast. I don't know what would compel anyone in the nfl to go and stir like anyone especially anyone as like front facing as a quarterback to go and stir the pot like that like uh like actively i get i guess he's the, an asshole like he was getting probed because he maybe lied on a vax card which is
1: no he didn't lie on the vax card okay. he had a press conference uh, where they asked him are you vaccinated okay, and okay, he okay. said I'm immunized.
0: Right, 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 right. But and d-
1: everyone was like, "Oh, that's a weird way of saying it." But you know, I, I'm sure I, can.
0: <laughs> I don't have a. I'm not familiar with the NFL rules. I because I know some sports. You like, I thought that was like a requirement of some sports leagues, some professional sports leagues, is that you proof of vaccination. Um,
1: yeah. So but, he lied, and then nothing yeah, happened okay. to him. Well,
0: there, there, there. I, it, it, as long as he is not like presenting a fake document. No, like, but he
1: did ignore. Yes. It's pretty c- clear that he ignored league protocol. Right. Because right. he, he should have been wearing a mask and press conferences and like he wasn't doing the things that the un- other unvaccinated players were doing. Right. right. Uh, and nothing uh, happened to him because he's the NFL's golden child.
0: If you, not if so if much that. anymore. Right. I just know that. So he, he comes off. I, I don't know. I, I did not watch the game. I cannot say exactly one for one what happened, but. What it it's it appears like from someone who does not pay attention to football is that they talk to quarterbacks, they talk to like leaders on the team, captains and whatever after a win or a loss. Usually, you know, you even if they're they're having like a meltdown, it's it's usually about like football. <laughs> so his his
1: meltdown didn't happen the day of. It was okay. more the last couple days. Okay.
0: I just like, that, like
1: his Joe Biden rant, I think came some from somewhere else. Okay. Didn't come I
0: just from. know that it was like, they lost the game. And then the next thing I heard mm-hmm. from him is a Joe Biden, like a, a big Joe Biden rant. And I'm like,
1: yeah, I don't know. I don't think okay. he did it on the Pat McAfee show, but like, it was just, <laughs> it was still just so out of place. <laughs> I like, think what the out fuck
0: of, out of pocket as uh, the kids say, <laughs> as
1: the kids say out of pocket. Yes. Uh,
0: <laughs> it's fucking wild. Like whatever. I, the thing is, like, I don't know anybody who likes Joe Biden, but like, what are you, <laughs> like, what, what are you trying to accomplish? Like,
1: <laughs> and then the whole thing was, I think, on the Pat McAfee show that he did oh this week, God. um, which like I like Pat McAfee show, but it's like he, they need to stop giving Rogers a platform to speak on. <laughs> like, <I'm laughs> just like some people just shouldn't be talking anymore, but it gets clicks, so it's never gonna happen. But. So so he went on a rant like, well, people were tuning in to watch me lose because their ratings are really high because a lot of people tuned in to watch him lose. (laughs) (laughs) And like, so he's like playing the victim. It's like he said it was they tuned in to watch him lose. They wanted to watch him lose because he's unvaccinated. And like all of the comments were. No, we don't care that you're unvaccinated. Like, whatever. There's a lot of unvaccinated players in the league. They're all stupid about it, but that's their decision. But yeah. they're not being absolute cunts about it. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, the, the Kirk Cousins, the Vikings quarterback, he's unvaccinated, but he's kept his mouth shut. He's followed the protocols.
0: Like, yeah. <laughs> nobody cares. See, nobody cares. Yeah, nobody cares. It's, yeah, I, it's, it's – that's the thing, too. I – again we're, we're we're treading we're treading political water but like the uh like i do not give a shit <laughs> uh like personally if everyone is vaccinated or not it's more of a like you know it's it's that like social agreement of it's I, like I know people go out and do shit when they have colds and flus, but like you're not supposed to. Like you're like, you, you can, you can, like, it is not good to actively go try to yeah, make other people sick, make other people sick, or like, you know, obviously, if you don't know you have COVID and you're somewhere and you give it to somebody, like, vaccinated or not, like that happens and that sucks, but like, th- there are people who are choosing not to get a free vaccine and then also not like the social agreement is okay you don't do that but also don't engage in society until this thing blows over and the the their response to that is you know e you know eat a sack of shit like I don't care about and then and then you have the
1: arguments with these people like I've had yeah, this argument with like, another woman at work who I had one of my favorite coworkers. Like I
0: gamers rise up. We live in a society. That's all I have to say. <laughs>
1: it's just like it's, I have the argument all the time it's like I want to go to the Red Sox games it's like you can go to the Red Sox games get a vaccine yeah but it, they can't tell me what to do with my body it's like they 100%
0: can <laughs> yeah I it's a it's like it, yeah it's you're not, especially in the world we live in today like you're not actively being deprived like Almost everything for most people for most people deciding not to get the vaccine almost everything they need to get they can get without having to engage with society
1: but it's a slippery slope
0: and society is a slippery slope right like <laughs> it's a it's social agreements between people that like grew from uh, I'm agreeing to not kill you and share corn to you know, now we've scaled it to the world, right? Like, we have a global economy. Uh, <laughs> like, that's, it's, it, I I agree, like, things are sus, like, it sucks that people got Johnson & Johnson. Maybe there's some problem that less than 1% of people are going to have.
1: You know what kills more than 0.1% <laughs> of people? This disease.
0: Yeah. <laughs> this disease to unvaccinated people.
1: Um oh, that's, it, I have students all the time are, I have one kid he's just an yeah. asshole at this point like he knows he, he knows he gets me riled up by doing it and I just need to stop it's arguing so, with him about
0: so it your jimmies.
1: yeah it's what he's doing and but he's just like oh I don't want to grow a third arm and blah blah blah, blah, blah. and then he lists a bunch of fake things that you know, he heard on TikTok of like these are different symptoms of the vaccine it's like well this could happen and I look up what he's talking about And, like, for one, he's misinterpreting the actual data, obviously. He's in high school. And then it's also, like, even if this was true, even if what you're saying is true, the pros still vastly (laughs) outweigh the cons.
0: (laughs) Yeah. uh, Everybody just get vaccinated so we can go back to brunch. Uh, (laughs) Now, what's wild to me is I have a cousin now who's gotten it for the third time, and I can't imagine catching COVID once a year (laughs) for the entire pandemic. That, like, prospect is fucking wild to me. And I know that they're not the only one, right? Like... Yeah.
1: Well, then that's everyone's thing. Is like, well, the people that are vaccinated are still getting it. It's like, uh, yeah. that's not what vaccines don't stop you from getting it. Has never been the thing.
0: <laughs> it's never, it's never been a hundred percent. It's always been like, hey, we're really excited. That's, I... I uh what's the efficacy of like the flu like even the flu shot right before COVID it was like 40 50 percent like (laughs) we got uh what like even if you only get one dose of the COVID vaccine it's like 60 percent like it's already like better than like some recent flu shots and I it's 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 willful it's for some people it's not obviously but like for a lot of people it's just like willful ignorance of like i dude they there were do we not like remember in march and april all the fucking facebook memes about how the flu kills more people than covid um (laughs) which again not the point (laughs) (laughs) cool and then like within months with less than three months it had already like destroyed the flu like
1: yeah, destroyed it
0: <laughs> completely blew it out of the water and then like those same people a year later like uh well less people are dying from the flu so clearly it's like the flu like the covet is just the flu and it's like no it's nobody's dying from nobody's catching the flu because nobody's going outside like <laughs> people are wearing masks <laughs> yeah people are wearing masks like people people have a cough And whereas normally in, like, the American, like... You would just go out. You just go. You just ride it out. Like, uh, you just go to work and whatever, and you just spread germs. Because it's it's expected, like, hey, if you're not, like, bedridden, you come into work. Like, in most places, especially... America! Fuck yeah. Um, It's just wild to me and that like there's all kinds of dumb fucking stats that get thrown around like the there hasn't been, <laughs> the super depressing one about like there's been no school shootings for the longest time in america because <laughs> were school, in school. <laughs> yeah um or like the the like car accidents like there's there's like weird ones where it's like some some like minor car accidents are good went down and then other like crazy ones went up because nobody was on the streets so the few people that were were just speeding like fucking psychos and there were more like fatal incidents but less incident. it's like there's weird shit that happens like wasn't it like italy just one month of people being locked inside like completely like clean some of the canals because yep. they weren't throwing trash in them
1: <laughs> well it, i know one one thing was like uh It wasn't necessarily pollution, but in Venice, they they stir the dirt up a lot. Yeah. It was just dirt. It wasn't necessarily pollution.
0: Yeah. Although,
1: obviously, some of it was pollution. But part of it was just like, oh, this is the first time that there haven't been boats kicking up mud everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So it was super clear.
0: Listen, regardless of of the world beating COVID or not, I'd be a big advocate of uh november through january is just everybody works from home regardless of whether or not there's a global pandemic
1: (laughs) yeah that'd be that'd be very nice
0: strictly for the uh the fact that november and december there's a fuckload of holidays that break everything up to the point where nothing actually gets done yep and then january comes around and in most of america um It's cold as fuck, and everybody's like (laughs) steadily recovering from the new year beginning, and like (laughs) nothing gets done again. So I'm just saying, there's three months where nothing gets done. (laughs) Especially
1: (laughs) in your line of work.
0: Oh yeah, God forbid. You know, as a as a person who works adjacent to the Library of Congress, um, yeah, nothing gets done. obviously it, it's it's different for everybody but like i also feel like people already trend toward like vacation and not doing shit in those months as well like it, huge impact uh in a lot of places but that's enough about politics and covid actually no more on covid actually, uh, Paul,
1: Paul, covid shouldn't be political It'll be my it, main point
0: yeah, no, for sure, it's a it's a disease, and there's a lot of facts about it. And uh, you can actively do your best to live in a society and get over it, or you can be a dick, and like those are kind of the only options. Um, but 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 but, oh! but working working out through COVID, I want to talk to you. Uh, it's because uh, all the other topics I have listed, which I didn't, I've used none of them. Uh, <laughs> but working out through COVID, I hate it. <laughs> In like like getting getting our teams our, our athletic our, our rowing teams to like stay active. I don't know if like the university in America that I work at or work adjacent to uh completely canceled everything until February. I think I mentioned it um, Jesus Christ in, a couple that. podcasts ago. No, I mean like they're doing online or whatever, but there's no in-person activity and we won't know what the deal is until January thirty first. And I'm thinking that they're just gonna postpone again.
1: Oh, that's usually how it goes, so.
0: But I'm I'm hopeful that maybe we're back in March in person, but we'll see. Like, so, I, like, I put out, like, three generic workouts and uh, two, like, circuits. And while they're away and they're listed, I always do them. And, um share my terrible results with the team but just to show that like yes i can do this every week and slowly get faster and better it's also like a proof proof of concept yeah that like no i'm not you know making you guys row 12k because it's funny um
1: it's how you get faster yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: but uh yeah how do you get good at rowing you row uh a lot (laughs) preferably (laughs) right (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> um, yeah i don't know oh god I've, to- I've definitely told this on the podcast before where i've had one kid who was only on the team for like a month and was like yeah in high school i know i was never on a team but i could do hit this number on an erg for 2k blah, blah blah and he's like maybe split wise uh, 10 15 seconds off of that and he was just like i just don't know what to do to bring it down and i'm like well you've missed two practices this week and we only do four or three a week so maybe just show up to practice and uh you'll get better at erging and you know hit your number the next time and he showed up to maybe two practices and then quit uh (laughs) (laughs) uh, but so like i wanted to ask like what do you you guys do anything i know like
1: so we're finally back at practicing okay so today but so we were we were originally planning it was I think I've talked about it before, but it was like the first time – I feel like I've told this story a thousand thousand times. It was like – it was the first time I had a season end,
0: Mm -hmm. and the
1: kids actually just – they just wanted to get to winter training (laughs) because they understand. Like, none of them are happy about it. Like, no one likes winter training. No. I mean, like's the wrong word. But we all understand it's not the most exciting time of the year it's a grind a lot of the time and like yeah. we're actually we're doing a lot of i'm doing like daily talks or at least going to switch to weekly talks it's, it's only our second week so i'm still taking it slow on them right now uh, but we're doing talks on just they need help with their general mental stability in their life they none of them know how to balance it and they can't handle pressure situations and they have no confidence in themselves so we're you know that's just something that being a you know trying to be a good role model for these kids we're gonna take time away from necessarily our training training and talk about mental training which hopefully long term helps us with the training training part um but yeah so we're doing a lot of that but pre pre so we finished we finished somewhere around november and i was like okay we're gonna take off till thanksgiving because you guys, you've earned it. Give your bodies a rest. We'll meet back up after Thanksgiving. And the kids are like, oh, yeah, I'm ready to go. I want to get faster. I'm pumped. Because they kind of had a slightly disappointing fall. Yeah. I think they should have been happy, happier with it than they were. Because we just we just got hit harder than a lot of teams did. We, I, the, I know the teams we were racing. And I know how much they got shut down versus how we got shut down. And could we have done a better job to keep up? Probably. But I wasn't going to put the kids through that. I didn't think that was necessary for a bunch of high school athletes. But because of that, we're far behind. Yeah. And so they're very much looking forward to trying to catch up to the other teams that we used to at least compete with, if not beat. And then come Thanksgiving, all of a sudden, our normal erg spot isn't available to us because close quarters with other teams and like this or that. And since yeah, I can't argue with the school, we're not technically in season. So there's nothing we can really do about it. I also don't think my program director was necessarily fighting for us as much as she should have been. She was really busy in her everyday life and it's a high school team, so it's not her full time job, but still. So I, I was sending out weekly workouts where I was telling them five days a week and three of those days was just like strength circuit where they're doing you know i've done a lot of research over the just the, mainly over the pandemic of trying to learn more about rowing specific strength training in particular and then you know strength training on the whole especially with high school athletes where you know what the average high school rower looks like and yeah. is where it's not usually it's not the sports players Like usually not getting the best athletes. So you've got to actually teach them how to be athletes. And now's a good time to do that. You're on your own, just do body weight stuff, just focusing on moving your body correctly and things like that. So yeah, I'd send out like three days, three days of circuits, should have taken them somewhere between 40 and 60 minutes, depending on how many sets or reps they're able to get through. Right. And then the other two days I said, go for a run, hop on a treadmill, hop on a bike, hop on an erg. I didn't want to do a ton of erging because a lot of them had ergs. Yeah. Because um, we have to send them out to um, – we have to send them out of the boathouse before, like, in between leaving the boathouse and going back to school. We needed a place to put them. So kids brought them home. And they brought them back to the school this week. Um, so some of them at Ergs, so I was like, if you got an Erg, great, get it on 40 minutes. Don't do anything crazy. You know, because I also, they're high school rowers. We're not talking about Harvard rowers here that really don't need coaching for the most part. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't want a freshman girl hopping on an Erg 40 minutes, five times a week without any supervision. They're going to fuck it up and then they're going to fuck themselves up because of it. Yeah. And it's, it's tough. I think if I was lucky, I would say... Half the girls were doing half of it.
0: Yeah, that sounds about right.
1: Which honestly is better than it probably would have been a couple of years ago. So I do think there was still the motivation there. And I think this I've got a very I think I've got a very special group of girls right now. Like We're not fast. We're probably not going to be fast this spring. But I do think like long term, I think they have the attitude for it. So we're, I'm just trying to really cultivate that as much as I can when we're in practice or even when we're not in practice. You know, I gave certain certain videos to watch and things like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. I like the, to the uh, people who actually listen to the go bit of the podcast. Um, like winter training for rowing is so just miserable <laughs> for the most part
1: uh, and it's awesome. as a coach it's hard to make fun yeah
0: because like, you... today
1: today we did we had like a little fitness test i've been been waiting for a decent day to do it you know new england winter you can't be outside but it, it's an 800 meter run so it's two laps around the track 75 squats 50 sit ups 25 push ups and then whatever remaining time is. It's supposed to like all this takes place in 11 minutes you get through what you get through not everyone finished but once you finish that, you just go to burpees after that. And whoever gets the most burpees on you know is the most fit person. It it's nothing special, but it's just something to do. But it you need you need to be outside for it. So it's like we did that, and then you know, they, they gassed themselves, they pushed themselves really hard on it. So I didn't want to like crush them with anything else. So we just played tag for the rest of the day. And they, they loved it. You know, they're they're in the gym playing tag with each other, blob tag, different animal crawls, things like that. We played uh, tennis ball soccer interesting you know it's like and you can you get away with that a lot more at the high school level as well because those things are still at their level of athleticism is still very good for them and it's yeah. essentially sneaky exercising
0: yeah but no that's you, classic
1: you try to do that with a division one you know Harvard or University <laughs> of Washington or on the women's side you know University of Texas you can only get away with that once a month versus I can get away with that once, twice right now. I'm getting away with it three times a week later in the season, winter It might be once a week, once a month, if I'm lucky, you know,
0: um, but what what I was going to say is like, we're not, I, they actively uh, recruit during the fall and the spring. But I I make a point to be like, we're not going to turn anybody away who wants to join over the winter. Uh, and we get a couple of crazy people every year who do but like actively we don't try to recruit people over the winter like like new brand new people right like true novices If, if we're recruiting it's like march we're doing maybe one more week two more weeks inside before like really hitting the water and like that's just to get people like we would have people in the ergs anyway if they were brand. Yeah.
1: Just to kind that, of that—that's the, the best time to go pick someone up. Two weeks yeah. on the erg and then go out on a boat.
0: Yeah, but like that January, like the and if there's any kind of like mm. recruitment fairs or whatever at this college, I'm always like, no, no. <laughs> like, like if you, <laughs> if you have to put something, put something. But like that, this isn't going to be our big drive to get people. Like,
1: <laughs> nah, it's miserable. I know. Uh, our friend, the ex priest, used to. He joined in January, I think.
0: Madman. <laughs> the <That> fucking. <laughs>
1: That poor bastard joined in the winter and then stuck it out for the rest of his own career.
0: I the.
1: Uh, speaking of another dude that is not on the wall of shame.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: I think. Oh my god! Don't even, we shouldn't even get started on that. Think pisses me off so much.
0: Uh, I am on it, and it's hilarious. But it's just uh, like it's...
1: you're talking about some of the most some of the most influential people of the history of that crew team.
0: Yeah, aren't on it.
1: Aren't on in, in yeah. Not on it. In particular, Natalie Dell's not on it. Justin is, I think. Tucker is one of the few people that have a legitimate dadville medal. Yeah.
0: yeah. Not on
1: it. Yep. Like, I'm not saying I was the most influential person, but I think in our time there, yeah,
0: you know, yeah. you and I
1: were team leaders. I'm not on it. Um. Who well, else? Uh, I'm trying to think. Who else isn't on it?
0: Uh, Philly G isn't on it.
1: Yeah, Philly Jew's not on it, he and abroad. he was a board member for how many years?
0: Yeah, because he went abroad. Um, no, it's a ton, ton of people, but, uh, I, we won't be able to get like deep, deep into this, but you mentioned like, uh, or, or to, I had made a note here cause I wanted to talk about it very briefly. Um, I think a lot of people also don't understand that, like, you have to break your brain <laughs> to like, to like do, to do very, very like to to do the best your body can possibly do for most people your brain and your body through your brain is telling you a lot of the time like nah, you can't do you can't do any harder than this and you do you, what becomes difficult is learning when to like what is what is like a legitimate like oh i'm going to hurt myself and what is like this this is just uncomfortable right
1: Yeah, and I I constantly talk to kids about, like, when they come up to me, oh, I'm really sore. I'm like, are you sore or are you hurt? Because those are two different things. Yeah. Now, our goal isn't necessarily to be sore all of the time, but if there was a particular workout, maybe, you know, you worked something you hadn't worked in a while. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but, you know, hopefully you get stronger, you're not as sore in the future. Yeah. Or is your back sore or is your back actually feeling pain, in which case we need to go back and check things and strengthen your glutes and do other stuff but yeah
0: yeah
1: but yeah like lear- learning what your potential actually is is such it's such a hard thing in life in general and yeah. then you know mixing some sports stuff in there i i tell the girls it's it's this will be a big conversation this year and this winter because i i don't think they understand what fast actually is and we've already talked about it a little bit i'm like <laughs> girls, eight minutes isn't fast. You should be doing that by like the end of your sophomore year.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: it's just not fast. And you know, and for some girls, you know, you're five foot three and you weigh hundred pounds. Yeah, eight minutes might actually be a hard benchmark for you to hit. But that's not the majority of the people. And honestly, I've had girls like one of my last girls that graduated last year from Glastonbury. You know, I still take credit for, her, even though I only coached her for what probably two years, if that. Um, but she was—I want to say she's five foot three, maybe five foot four. You know, and how heavy can you actually be at that weight? But she was—you know—not tall, but she was still athletically built, relatively because she worked hard at it. The girl, fucking five foot three high school girl, went seven thirty something. And it's just like if she can do it, literally anybody can. There's no reason that you cannot compete at her level. But she was someone that found what her potential actually was, and it's so hard to do, and not everyone's capable of doing it. But it's just like it does take actual mental training, and something I'm focusing on more is just actually teaching them these things versus just saying these things. Yeah. And hopefully it works. Maybe it doesn't, and I I waste part of our winter. But at least it's at least we're trying something.
0: No, it's, it's, it's like, so I, uh, one more thing I wanted to to say on it. It's like, I, I track my heart rate a lot. I, I have since college. So I, I know what my upper end is and stuff. And like, generally the amount of calories your body is burning is directly tied to your heart rate. And, um, like, I know that I can hit the same numbers on my heart within you know five or six beats or whatever and then depending on my fitness too uh like and come off of like a 2k test and you know burn the same amount of calories uh being you know 20 seconds slower than my pr than my actual pr have the same 24 hour recovery but like it's the difference between let's just say like a a 150 and a 210 or whatever and like a lot of that comes down to like my body is burning the same amount of energy for the most part. It's just that like knowing it in my- such
1: a fast burst.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, no, 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 that's 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 maybe not that's too far apart. But like, let's you can you can have almost the same caloric output, like burned. Yeah. And no, I got have, what you're saying. have the same recovery time, right? Like like you're not going to be sore for a week as opposed to just a day. Like you'll be the same amount of sore. Um, I get the the, the fucking 2K cough where your long shirt for the rest of the day <laughs> sometimes. And like it's what it came down to a lot of the time is just like keeping my head on, keeping like a plan, knowing what my body was going to do reacting to it accordingly or ignoring certain things that I know are just soreness and uncomfort like uh,
1: I can speak for my athletes We know I have a very I have a very smart group of kids which is good and bad but they think a lot yeah so it's like teaching them how to I'm never going to get them to stop thinking and I've given I've officially given up on that but we're trying to reframe how we're thinking it's You know, going into a test where instead of the anxiety of like, I'm going to fuck this up, this is going to suck, it's going to be what's your plan? Have a plan. You've done it before. Know that you can do it again and ignore everything else.
0: Yeah, that's the big thing. That's like, I I don't really like, I really just use 2K tests at this point as like a a gauge of fitness, like tracking it on a, it, it, it affects boat position, but barely. Like, it's an
1: SAT score. Like, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It, it, it definitely it, doesn't hurt if you're fast.
0: No, no, no. It, it, it's the track. Like, the test pieces are just kind of like the track. Like, okay, they are getting more fit. And it's more for me even, like, year-to-year tracking. Like, yeah. But, like, I understand because I've done a fuckload of 2Ks at this point. Um, The longer the breaks in between them, the more, like, a test. Like, you get real test anxiety. And you're always going to have that anxiety. But, like, I... I think we doubled the amount we do just because, like, I it and helps I just, get rid of the anxiety. Yeah, just just to <laughs> burn through the anxiety because I just tell kids like, okay, like you know, you didn't hit your PR, you you didn't go as fast as you wanted, you didn't hit last year's numbers, but you know what? There's four more, three more this season, so don't even worry about it. And then by the time we get to the last one, it's really like this doesn't even matter because we're going into like racing season you kind of already know what boat you're in this is just to see how fit you got over the summer or, or, or over the winter training right yeah
1: and take, taking the stigma off of it yeah and again they're, they're going to a school it is a test in school like they're and oh, yeah. to them their entire life is their grades and their test exam and their exams and shit like this so it's like it's just so ingrained in their personality of like these tests are my entire life and we've we've talked a lot i know i've talked about john wooden a lot in the last few years just in you know because he his lessons personally helped me a lot so i try to give them to other people when they need them yeah and we're doing we actually just framed a pyramid of success and yeah brought it to the boat and brought it to the school um And then we we've discussed it. I made them watch John Wooden's TED Talk, which is a nice little 17-minute video. You know, it's a nice, essentially reader's digest version of what he believes in life. And then I've got all the books on everything else. Um, And I thought it was I was really happy when I had some of the girls talking about. It's like I'm really I really want this this winter to start thinking about more about. you know, this ERG score doesn't define my life, this, and then, you know, bring that into the classroom as well. It's like, you know, I can, I can not get the perfect grade on a test and I'll still be okay. My entire life isn't defined by, you know, one outcome on one thing. And I was like, all right, I'm glad we're at least thinking about it. And we understand that it's toxic. I know you're not going (laughs) to fix it in a day, but you know, at least, at least we're thinking about it and hopefully attempting it.
0: I mean, like you're, people learn things at all points in their lives, but I think it's better to learn things, you know, you're more susceptible or, or, or malleable when you're young. So it's a good time to like, learn like, yeah, yes, this matters. Like, yes, put effort into this, but like at the end of the day, it, it's a blip. <laughs> yeah,
1: every, just about everything in your life's a blip for the most part, <laughs> long-term.
0: <laughs> well, like, I think a lot of, um, it's, it's, we're going way over and I'm fine with it as long as you are, but like uh it's like, it's really hard to put into perspective the idea that like as a, as a young rower uh say 14 to 20 or whatever that, Oh yeah, I'm not going to do this for the rest of my life. Like I, some people have that in mind or, or don't or whatever, but it's like, and when I say the rest, rest of your life, it's very very uncommon that somebody will continuously row from you know high school college until they're in their 60s it's not
1: at least not like, at a competitive level there's a lot of
0: masters no, no, do no, it, yeah, but yeah, yeah but i'm saying that like people come into the sport people come out of the sport you you know you get a job and then you're just done with rowing forever and like it it how it's the it's the just keep this in perspective of rowing like how many people end up actually Coaches of everybody you knew at Penn like at Penn State and then like you know yeah, so
1: coaches you've got what you got you me J O B Flower Girl Bonner um, Bonner Alexis Santa Marzio
0: Yeah so let's just say like it ate or her- maybe you include like people who did it for professionally like uh, after and stuff eight ten people out of the, the like what hundred that we really uh, yeah, knew hundreds hundreds of, no 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 just not just no but we're on the team concurrently with us right like like it's it's less than one percent are staying involved like like super duper actively like involved in rowing right? i mean even
1: justin he's not involved anymore yeah you know, he he's finished his you know his time, perf- his time in elite rowing, and I don't know if I'm sure he'll come back at some point, but he's done
0: right now. But I'm saying, for, for, for most, uh, even for most of us, right, a 2K you did your sophomore year of college is, has had... No real
1: that, bearing on your life. Yeah, no
0: real <laughs> bearing on your life. And I think we, in we, college, had a pretty good... Uh, I think me and you in college and a few other people who had also done rowing in high school had a kind of better perspective on it. But I think in high school kids and novice college kids in particular, people in their first like one to three years who really fall in love with the sport, I think they're more likely to fall into like this, like the anxiety trap. Yeah.
1: And yeah. it also doesn't help when I was in high school, part of it was just the setup of our team. We didn't have a ton of ERGs. We were always outside. So if we did have to, if we did ERG, we'd have to find ways to get them to the high school. It was, it was a, it was an, an event to actually have to take an ERG test. Like it didn't happen that much. Yeah, And so it's like, every time you went in, you actually had no idea what you were going to pull. <laughs> it was like, I remember every year in high school, it's like, and every test in part of the coaches didn't help you set realistic plans. Like it really wasn't yeah. until college where a Pete just actually taught me what going fast was, but <laughs> Pete also was like, you had actually been urging enough to really understand, Oh, I am here. Yeah. That means I should pull this. Yeah. Or at least be very close to it versus high school. It's like, I remember for like three years straight, like seven minutes was just that magical number, which in hindsight, you're just like that jesus connor that's not fast (laughs) you could have been so much faster a if i just had better coaching but you know if you had more experience erging and all that stuff because there's no reason you shouldn't be able to do it but i remember for like two years in high school it's like i'm gonna break seven minutes this time so you go 144 for the first 500 meters and then you realize oh i'm not actually this fast and so then it gets in your head and not that I was ever a particular head case, but it's like, every time you take a test, you do get a little bit of that anxiety of yeah. like, Oh, will I actually be able to do this thing? Cause you don't know in confidence. I'm actually listening to a talk right now. She's saying a lot of great stuff, but she's so fucking annoying to listen to, but, <laughs> uh, but she's, she's this researcher. She used to be like uh, arguably the best lacrosse player in the world on, you know, in, in the female sport. And she talks. she's talking about how it, outside of the lacrosse field, she was actually a mess, a nervous mess, unconfident mess. Um, and then she's done a bunch of research talking about bravery and confidence and how they're essentially the same thing. Okay. And comparing, you know, learning about sports. And then she's worked with a lot of these two rowing coaches. And it's, it's very interesting, but in, mainly the point is it's like, bravery and your ability to like try hard at something goes into how confident do you feel about something and like learning how to have confidence in these high schoolers and their research. It shows kids peak at confidence at like somewhere like nine to 11 years old.
0: (laughs) I see that. Yeah.
1: And then they hit eighth grade freshman year. Usually it's like freshman year. All of a sudden all of that confidence they had, nosedives until men are about 22 women until about 28 and then the rest of your life you're on a steady incline from there but it's making up getting trying to get back to your nine-year-old self in your confidence level so like trying to teach these kids confidence of like what we're saying is like don't put all of your entire life on one thing It doesn't, none of this defines who you are as a person. Like having, I think that personally goes into confidence.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, there, I know plenty of people who, you know, obviously being fast on the erg is, is a good thing. Good setup for being fast on the water, but there's plenty of people where it's like, it's not a one for one, like, (laughs) especially at like,
1: I I never had a monster, erg, but I knew how to row. I knew how to use my shit. And the other thing is, it's like, yeah, you're not making your 1V at Harvard if you're not below 610.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: But there are people going 610 that are capable of making that boat for one reason or another. It probably doesn't happen a ton. But, you know, there there are certain benchmarks you have to hit. But that's if your priority is making certain boats. Yeah. And I I talk to kids about priorities a lot. And I expect their third (laughs) priority in their life to be rowing. And then I have kids that don't make rowing their third priority in life. And guess what? They don't perform as high. And then they come complaining about it. It's like, well, you didn't make this your priority. And that's OK. I'm not going to yell at you for it. But don't come yeah. complaining when you didn't put the effort in that you needed to put in.
0: Yeah, yeah that's fair.
1: Make, make your decision. I, I equate it to like I played the saxophone in high school. I did it because I enjoyed doing it. I wasn't particularly good. I never practiced partially because I was lazy, partially you didn't have the time if you did another sport, like trying to find time with doing your schoolwork and doing a sport and then trying to find time to practice on top of anything else you might be doing between work and other activities. Like band wasn't a high priority for me and it pissed my band director off because he was an asshole. But like, you know, and I was okay with that. I was okay with being the fourth chair saxophone out of four chairs and yeah. I just wanted to play. Yeah. And that's okay and i have a lot of girls like that where it's like they just want to be on the team that's fine you're gonna be a spare you're gonna be in the four and i just make that very clear to them and i think you know they they eventually do understand it
0: eventually all right man well we're at least 20 minutes over time do you have anything you want to close out on um
1: working on like team building stuff uh i've been playing some games okay and uh one of the kids brought this game Stratego. Never heard of it. Never heard of it, huh? It's uh it's like a strategy based game, a little bit like Capture the Flag.
0: Okay. And
1: and the kids brought it in to like kind of talk about like, you know, there's a little bit of the unknown, but you've got to go in with this confidence and you've gotta you know you you're not always gonna be right and that's okay. And I thought it was a nice little lesson for them.
0: Yeah, and sometimes there's bombs. Sometimes bombs. Sometimes <laughs> you fly and die. Uh, hey, it, it, what's what's the Batman saying? Uh, oh, fuck Sometimes me. you just can't
1: get rid of bomb.
0: Sometimes you just can't get rid of the bomb. <laughs> 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 All right. Oh, good See
1: night. you later, man. <laughs>